Hello, everybody, indeed. Welcome to the Eureka 7L mini talk for episode 22. I'm Jay Rowe. Foster's here, too. Hey, what's up, everybody? And as we've reported before, this will be the, the last mini talk for 7 for a while because, as, as you all probably know by now, the series will not air an episode until November. The date still has yet to be announced so we'll just have to wait patiently and hope it's not something like november 29th or something crazy (laughs) it probably will be yeah that seems like anime dvds and blu-rays always do that at right at the end of the month right kind of sucks but uh, i get some more money the last minute yeah (laughs) so we won't be doing mini talks for eureka 7 l but we will be doing mini talks fosh and i have mentioned last week that we plan on doing one for robotic notes so that will be coming up uh, next uh, thursday october the 11th so when metanorn publishes the first impressions post do look forward to that along with uh, additional thoughts from anybody else who tag teams in that post and however the blogging goes for that series on metanorn right and enough commercial stuff now, and let's talk about Eureka 7 Al. Uh, stuff happened, maybe not enough stuff for a, a cliffhanger, but, uh, you know, still <laughs> yeah, no, right. things are going on. Uh, let's talk about Truth. Acting a fool, he's got some new superpowers. He can create Trapper Tidal Waves, and that can cause coral infections, and the coral carriers, due to the exposure to the end in Truth, Fosh. Yeah, they show that, I guess, Hana was mentioning something about Truth's new attacks. You know, they're high trap our waves, like you were saying, like a tidal wave. Mm-hmm. I guess it infects the, the the guys that are pilots, the ones that have been infected with coral, which kind of destroys what uh, Nara was working for. Mm-hmm. You know, her thing was trying to be the bridge to the humans and the coral, they bring them together, but not realizing Truth's, you know, screwing everything up by practically killing everybody with mm-hmm. the, this new power. It kind of like in the first Erica where she kind of crystallizes. This is happening to the quick, the carrier people now. Yeah, yeah, I think Ao even thought he was gonna happen. It's gonna happen to him because you know he had that vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so, kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. And that basically officially seals off their relationship, Naru and and Truth. All oh, right. Yeah, she's pretty much done with him now. Mm-hmm. Now Naru and. Al actually do get a little time together. It's uh, the first in, you know, feels like an eternity for those two to, to actually converse each other. Uh, what did you think about that scene in particular? Uh, that was interesting. I, mean, I thought it was funny that Ao the entire time is sitting there thinking about one thing. He's like, are you two, you know, is, are you two dating? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing like, she's got more to worry about than, than dating some, <laughs> I yeah. don't know, I thought it was funny. It was it was a uh, it was interesting to see them together, but I think taking away there's not as much as maybe you'd like to take away from mm-hmm. that conversation. Yeah, uh, you, would, you would think they'd talk about how much they they did say about how much they've changed, but Ao made a comment there that she hasn't changed at all since they knew each other from being little kids. Like she's mm-hmm. pretty much the same as she's always been. Just she's yeah. got you know a little bit health, health is better. That's probably about it. But yeah. And- uh, guest that we've had on the show, Amro, I have to mention something that he said 
just mm-hmm. jokingly that he would retroactively drop Eureka 7 out of Naru and Al hooked up. Oh yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. I think it's only it's the it's the one true pairing in my opinion. And, right. You know. For Fleur if there's any notion that she liked Al mm-hmm. then I think she's in for uh an unfortunate uh Bad I have end. no idea how to end <laughs> I have not no idea how to end that sentence. Um Al's Nervosh has no heart. Seems like he needs an archetype machine, such as the original Nervosh. Yeah, I guess that's the only way to beat truth, which is, yeah, not really, I don't really see it that way, but I guess the main characters obviously think that that's how you do it. Hmm. So it's like, I wonder if Naru is going to be the one to finish truth off for once, once and for all, because, you know, they do, like, he did throw everything that she worked for, you know, out and messed everything up, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think that they'll do it together. Right. Alan, Alan, Alan Naru. Holding hands and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Classic like, anime type ending, or friendship. Mm-hmm. Typical. Yeah. But always, yeah. always fun because you wait so long for guys like Truth to die, and then, you know, it's like, yay, they beat him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Naru can also teleport through Discub Coral? Yeah, they, there's, I guess before, I, I, she was about to finish AO off. And I guess she activates the coral, he sucks him in, and he t- runs up where she's at. Mm. But I think they said it before that she's, I guess the coral might be linked. You know, it's all like in the on the world, so they would think, obviously, if you talk to one coral, they would communicate with the other ones. and It's like a big, I guess, chain of, a, I don't know, I guess gateways you can use, which is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. So before we talk about the big epilogue stuff, I figure we go to the random stuff first before, right. you know, the, the big stuff. Uh, <laughs> Truth's cr- crazy faces. Bones has a lot of fun working with his faces now that he's, you know, pure evil. Yeah, now he's evil. He's, like, elastic. He's almost like Luffy. He just <laughs> do anything with his face right now. Yeah. He's basically like rubber. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Elena rejoins Pied Piper. Yeah. I like the thing of it because it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, he's probably like, I'm tired of this drama. <laughs> and uh, Naru, we originally, you know, I always kind of looked at those things on her ears and just like, mm-hmm. I guess that's a thing. But then she just took them off like, oh, they're accessories. Yeah, they're not. They're not yours. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? It's kind of like Ninja Joe with the uh, wooden cubes on Mio's head. It's like. They're just, you know, mm-hmm. hair accessories, but you take them off and it's like there's some magic power thing with her. Mm-hmm. I, crazy. I, hope, I hope she goes back to the booty shorts. Yeah, she needs to. And she's cute in the, the booty shorts. Yep. So let's talk about this epilogue. What I'm about to, I'm about to play a clip. Hopefully this will come across good on, on audio because I'm doing this very amateurishly. <laughs> on episode 23 of the Metaverse podcast, me, Fosh, were there along with Min and Sushi talking about some news and that Eureka 7 was going to end in November. And I said this. And the last little bit of news that we have is something that I mentioned on the mini talk for Fosh and I's Eureka 7 Al mini talks, which is that the episodes 23 and 24 will be airing in November. Yep. After like debate on Twitter, like, was it gonna, are they gonna show it? They were, they're not. Now they're, they've set in stone, I guess. Yeah. That's in, it's in November. 
just because last episode ended on something like because I left you kind of hanging. What if Renton just showed up at the end of episode 22? I know, right? That would have been that would have made it piss you off. That would have made it mad. All right, so maybe it was a little easy to predict. <laughs> yep. It's okay though. But nonetheless, I called it, and yeah. in the epilogue, we see Renton, who is voiced by Keiji Fujiwara. Oh yeah, I was wondering who was voiced by him. I was like, he sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he kind of sounded a little bit like Hughes or or recently Leorio from from Hunter X Hunter. Oh yeah, great pick for him because it it kind of it fits for what our vision or at least my vision is of Renton. Maybe you agree with or, or disagree with me, Fostet. Renton's kind of a badass type character now. Oh, and now he is, yeah. yeah. Everybody remembers him in the first season just being this whiny little brat who doesn't mm-hmm. want to do anything. Uh, Shinji type clone, but this one's better. I definitely like mm-hmm. like what he's doing now. Yeah, he just has a, has a shotgun and... Yeah, <laughs> broken pair of glasses. And mm-hmm. just, <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Black, the black suit, and he's even got the white streak of hair. Yeah. It's like he's uh, changed his look as he's gotten older. Yep. But he hasn't gotten older, he's gotten cooler looking. <laughs> yeah, cooler. Yeah. Now, as he's he's in 2021 New York City, and he's just sort of sitting, he's he's looking around, he's, he, it's, he's looking for Eureka, and he's sitting and he sees the, the seven beams of light, also known as the seventh swell. <laughs> yep. And you think it's from the movie. Yeah, I think the Nirvash is the machine he uses is like it's you know, evolved mm-hmm. way past what I was seeing in the original series, which is this little white mech that talks to you, but this one's mm-hmm. kinda you know, stands up and super tall, it's massive. Mm-hmm. And it I guess, you know, we know this from the first series that he can communicate with just by talking because like I mentioned before, his Nirvash is special. It's got mm-hmm. a heart, I guess you could say. Yeah, and it's possible that he uses the seventh swell to travel from timeline to timeline. It seems like he's definitely aware of mm-hmm. how to travel. And he so was than, hold- yeah. yeah, he was holding a bracelet too. That's all that part. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like he knows his son's out there somewhere. So I guess he's looking for him too, as well as Erica. Mm-hmm. But he makes the comment that no matter how many times he jumps back, he it's never it never works out. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. So, you know, even though a lot didn't happen in this episode, there is a lot to look forward to. Or maybe mm-hmm. that's the reason why there's a lot to look forward to, because there wasn't a lot that happened. Um, I want to ask this opinion to you, Fosh. Way back when I started doing the Anavision podcast, one of the very first topics that we did was a review of the movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked the movie. And I liked the approach that it took and sort of the, the, um, it's not parallel. It's kind of like a, a different universe in which Gecko State. Alternate universe. Alternate universe, thank you. In which Gecko State was kind of more portrayed in a negative light. Mm -hmm. Did you, what did you think of the movie? I think it was like an interesting take on that that universe. You know, there's a lot of characters everyone loves, or Mm -hmm. characters they love to hate as well. Like Renton, for instance. Mm-hmm. And it changed around where, where Renton and Erica already knew each other as children. And, and they had Dominic. He's the older one that looks after them. Mm-hmm. And then they you know, they changed her around. So basically it took all the, the cool characters and kind of like reworked them. 
Yeah, because yeah. I, I, yeah. from typical reaction that I see whenever the movie comes up, mm-hmm. you know, people love Eureka Seven and hold it in in high regard, but it's almost kind of like sacrilege to think about that movie. Yeah, I was it's, it's mentioning the movie like saying it was a great movie because of this, that, and that. Mm-hmm. You always get the disagreement where, but they, it was dumb. You know, yeah. they took <laughs> all these like beloved characters, like you were saying, and mm-hmm. flip flopped them, like made you know mm-hmm. them evil. Like okay, so basically the storyline is what they're they're immortal forever because they've been exposed to mm-hmm. the trap fire, and now they're angry, so mm-hmm. they take it out on Erica and Renton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we watched it again and compared it with what's mm-hmm. going on now with L and back then with seven, we could really find some interesting subjects to discuss. And if there's, you know, how many plot holes it might have right. made or you could rewrite it where it was, uh, that was another possible universe that AO could have discovered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the inaccuracies, but I think when you think about how anime movies are, Typically, you know, maybe it'll change in coming years. We'll see what happens with the Madoka Magica movies debuting real soon. Is that I think it's funner when they sort of turn it on its head instead of, well, you know, we're redoing the entire series in two hours with a couple of new scenes. Yeah, that's what they're doing with the. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast about uh Star Driver movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I think, half of the original retelling. And then I was told maybe that the ending, the fight scene, the final fight is going to be completely different, mm-hmm. which is the same thing they did with Gurren Lagann. They've done it with Bleach. They've done it with all these different movies, you know, but the Shonen movies, days you don't follow the storyline. So mm-hmm. you can't really, but that's the most, the anime movies don't really, you can't really watch a series and watch a movie and it's not going to link. Most mm-hmm. of the time they don't. Yeah. But like you said, Madoka magic movies would be interesting. I want to see what they do. It's or how they can change it. <laughs> it's kind of a little off topic, but I've always had trouble fingering what the goal of those movies are. Is mm-hmm. you know you have the fans that love it, that love the series, and typically they don't like the idea of a, a recapish type movie. But they're trying to get the new fan by you know containing a whole series of something into two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's something that me, you, and also Kyoka, I've talked about on the podcast, where it's already a 12-episode series. It's not a huge time investment. Right. But Eureka 7 is pretty different in that mm-hmm. it's a 50-episode series, but they went a different direction with the movie. I guess the best example would be you know, the Evangelion movies. Mm-hmm. You know, They're there to get, like you said, to grab a new audience. Yes, the first two or three movies might be a recap for most of us, but mm-hmm. to people that have never seen it, it's all new to them. Yeah, that's and it, true. It's there to, you know, it's pretty graphics, pretty artwork, pretty sound, everything looks nice, just to get the new people interested. Well, you know, the, the veterans are like, uh, just give me the fourth mm-hmm. movie already, you know, We've, I've seen this already. <laughs> yeah. That... All right, so that has been a pretty lengthy last talk, mini talk for, you know, Eureka 7 Al before November's official finale. Mm-hmm. So, Fosh and I will see you on the Robotic Notes mini-talk. All right. And we'll see Eureka 7 fans back here for November's finale. <laughs> yep. 
I was hoping we get Thanksgiving before then, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> yep, eat some turkey, watch some Eureka 7 Owl. Sounds yep. like a perfect holiday. Not having oh, yeah. to talk to family or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, watch my foreign cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. All right, we're out. See you guys later. See ya.